welcome back to Series 3 of Mud Between Your Toes, Conversations with Pete Wood. In this series, I'm interviewing people from around the world, from all walks of life, and all with stories to share. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, last week I chatted to the enigmatic Lindsay McAllister about her Hong Kong Youth Arts Foundation and the importance that art and theatre are for the development of children. So today, I wanted to take that one step further by interviewing David Pope, founder and managing director for All Voice Talent, one of Asia's leading executive voice coaching and voice talent agencies. So what's that all about, you might ask? Well, we're about to find out. David Pope, welcome to Conversations with Peter Wood. Thank you, Pete. It's great to be here and thanks for inviting me. David, we'll get to All Voice Talent in a minute, but before I begin, can you give us a little background on your career and how you've ended up studying the science of the voice? So my journey into voice, it all really began when I was at university. Um, I was fortunate to be doing a degree where I was allowed to do two internships. So my first internship was at a production company in London and I was working for pop videos and I was basically running around. It was known as a runner. So I was making coffees for the likes of people like Dire Straits, AHA, Wham. And then my second internship, I was at the BBC in Pebble Mill and I was working in the cutting rooms. And that's really where I got an interest in sound editing. Now, when I graduated, I was very fortunate that I got picked up again and worked for the BBC. And I was working at Ealing Film Studios. So we were working on BBC and HBO co-productions. So things like um, a feature film called Fellow Traveller, Bergerac, Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit. So this really got me interested in the whole concept of film audio editing. Then after that, I became a trainee producer. I was working for a TV commercials company, also in London, and really cut my teeth then, starting with casting, because I was working a lot with actors. And from there, um, I decided to go traveling. Then I ended up in Hong Kong, and fortuitously, because of the experience that I got, I managed to pick up work being a producer and a director for a lot of the global publishing companies here um, and got a show at RTHK and for those uh, British people listening it was a little bit like Grange Hill but it was Grange Hill on the radio. RTHK of course being like the BBC of Hong Kong. Yeah absolutely absolutely and then after that I started doing voiceover work myself so I was doing voice for a lot of TV commercials for people like Now TV, Star TV so it really was a kind of a rounded training starting in the cutting rooms learning all about sound then working with talent um, and then really sort of working in production and direction. So it was through working with talent you created your company All Voice Talent. What services does the company actually provide? So All Voice Talent is two distinct entities. So we're a voiceover agency, so we provide professional voiceover talent for TV commercials, corporate videos, 
toys, games, apps, in fact, anything that requires voice. And the other side is really what my main focus is now, is the executive voice coaching. And how this came about was because I actually wrote a course for people to train to become professional voiceover talent. Um, and then people started calling me saying, look, we've been on your website. I work in corporate communications. I'm in the banking field. I'm in legal. I've got to give pitches, presentations. I really need to have impact with my voice. Is this something that you can do? So I went back and we rewrote everything and we created a whole series of coaching programs basically enabling people to be able to use their voice more effectively in the workplace. So on that side to date, we run webinars, workshops, one-on-one -on -one sessions at our professional recording studio. And obviously nowadays, because so much is taking place online, we do one-on-one -on -one courses over Zoom. And delighted to say we're just putting the finishing touches to a series of video courses as well. One of them is all about projecting leadership, so using your voice and presence with Gravitas. And the other one is about unlocking the power of your voice. David, as I've already mentioned last week, Lindsay McAllister spoke to me about the importance of children being able to stand up in front of a crowd and project themselves and be creative. It's all about confidence and of course the voice so tell me about the importance of voice not just in everyday use but as an adult in the world of business well first of all let me talk about the students i mean i i totally agree with lindsay in so far as gaining the skills at a young age to have the confidence to communicate it really is having a skill for life in fact interestingly i've hired quite a few of her teenagers to be voice talent so you know giving them the skills and the experience as well of working as a professional voiceover talent in terms of adults there's an estonian composer called arvo part and i absolutely love this quote he says the human voice is the most perfect instrument of all so like an instrument the voice can be perfected now, voice is important because it conveys emotion. Uh, it allows us to connect not only with other people, but with ourselves, because it's linked to this concept of self-worth and also confidence. But in business, a good voice is crucial. Whether we like it or not, we make judgments about people based on the sound of their voice. And we do this consciously or subconsciously. So whether you're a C-suite executive or you're starting out in your career, you need communication skills that can really make you stand out, be heard, and in a way, ensure that your voice conveys authority. So when I'm working with clients, I always ask them what they most want to improve. And really the very common goals are things like, they say they wanna connect more to the audience, they want to sound like a leader, they want to convince clients, they want to inspire people, and they want to get promoted. So let me just clarify, okay, so you're a voice coach, and this is not to be confused with elocution. In fact, you delve much deeper into the science of the voice. Tell us about the science of the voice. So there are two things that can make a good speaker great. 
So first of all, we have the foundation of the voice. So that's the science part. And then there's vocal variety. So the science parts, it really focuses on breathing, projection and pitch. Now, according to the US Lung Association, we only use about 35% of our full lung capacity. So it follows that if we want to speak with more power, if we want to be more dynamic and sound more authoritative, then we need to understand all about diaphragmatic breathing. Simply put, what this means is that giving us more air in our lungs allows us to project more. So we associate the voice of leaders with deeper voices. So there was some interesting research in 2014. What this was, in America, there was a, a group, and what they did was they wanted to understand about pitches. Um, they recorded a man and a woman saying, amongst other things, I urge you to vote for me this November. And what they did was they changed the pitch. They changed it to a higher pitch and then a low pitch. They played these three pitches to the focus group and they asked the question, which person would you vote for? And nearly all of them said that they would vote for the person with the deeper voice, even though it was actually the same people speaking. So basically, in terms of the science, it's about combining breathing with the pitch of the voice, and then there's also resonance that comes into it. So you can actually train your voice to be stronger and deeper. But I do want to point out it's all about being authentic. It's not about being forced or false. There's a woman called Elizabeth Holmes. She's the disgraced CEO of Theranos. You can find her on YouTube. Now, if you listen to her voice, she has a truly inauthentic voice. She was really trying to harness a much lower pitch than was authentic for her. And it just sounds completely phony. People will see through this. So, yes, it's all about authenticity. Gosh, that's absolutely fantastic. All right, so we know how the voice works, but your company is all about coaching people, both children and adults, to use their voice to the maximum ability. How important is that in a world where everyone, including Hollywood, seem to mumble? How important is articulation? <laughs> yeah, mumbling, that's a big one. Now, actors, of course, you know, when they're creating characters, getting into the zone, maybe they add mumbling into the mix. But certainly in the real world, this is not to be encouraged. I get many parents asking me to help stop their kids from this monosyllabic grunting, you know, being hooked on their cell phones. But obviously in business, being a clear speaker is extremely important. So as a voice coach, this is all about articulation. And articulation is two things. It's enunciation and pronunciation. And again, this comes back to the physical aspects of the voice. So we're talking about the tongue here. The tongue is both good and bad for articulation. So the blade of the tongue, that's the tip of your tongue, the blade is good for articulation, but the root of the tongue, which is at the back, it's attached to what they call the hyoid bone. And 
this is the one that creates mumbling, basically. So I give a lot of exercises, uh, giving people exercises to be able to release the root of the tongue. So, you know, I'll be running a webinar. You've got 30 people on a screen and they're all doing this particular exercise. I've worked with CEOs and also TEDx speakers before they're about to go onto the stage. And what I do is I give them this specific exercise which totally releases the root of the tongue and it allows you to have clarity in your speaking. David, jumping forward to the present, how has COVID and Zoom changed the way the corporate market uses voice? Well, Nowadays, there's a greater need to lead teams and also participate in regional and global meetings, as well as pitch to clients all over video conference. And I think this really is testing people's communication style in this virtual environment. So it's really all about how can we engage our audiences, convey ideas and also produce these results. We're trying to get the same thing done online that we're used to having previously done face to face. So I actually conducted a survey a few years ago and I was asking people in the human resources field all about specific voice and presence challenges that people were having. And what they came up with, the answers that I got, was that people were having real challenges with speaking too quietly, voices that were difficult to understand, speakers with monotonous delivery, and also speakers that talk too fast. And I think certainly in this area as well, where we are in Asia, we need to be mindful of the fact that if we're conducting meetings online, and we're conducting them in English, and the listeners are sometimes their, the English is their second language. We have to be very, very mindful about how we communicate clearly. So I think there's really very much a tendency for everybody now to reach as well this cognitive overload. We're constantly on Zoom, we're on WebEx, we're on Teams. So for all of us now in this virtual environment, it's really important to make sure that our messaging, it has to be clear, it has to be direct, and it has to be impactful. So is this what you call vocal variety? In fact, what is vocal variety? How is that related to charisma and competence? So charisma. Charisma is all about this idea of engaging speakers. So think about people that you hear, they come across as very passionate in their delivery. So the emotion, excitement, surprise, and you know all of this it has to come through the voice. And this comes really through vocal variety. So what is vocal variety? Volume, intonation, stress, pacing, and pausing. And this really is this idea of, of competence as well, being able to do this successfully. People who can put all of this together and then they can actually use the science of the voice, which I spoke about earlier, this will actually turn a good speaker into a great speaker. So how does this fit in with your global clients in the legal and financial industries? Tell us about the corporate market and the importance of vocal variety. There was some research done in the US in, I think it was 2015, conducted by a group called Science of People. 
And they wanted to understand why some speakers, some TED speakers, were getting a few thousand hits, while other speakers who were speaking on the same subject were getting millions. And what they did was they looked at the verbal and the non-verbal aspects of communication. And for the verbal, what they found was that those speakers who used vocal variety, number one, their charisma level went up, in other words, their popularity, but more importantly, their credibility rating. People believed much more in what they were saying because they were using vocal variety. So it follows that if you want to influence, if you want to lead, if you want to make an impact, then you need to have a strong dynamic voice which is engaging with vocal variety. This is the voice that's really going to make you stand out. I don't know whether this can be answered, but do you believe everyone is capable of speaking with confidence and authority? Absolutely, yeah. As I said earlier, it's like the voice is like an instrument and the more you practice, the better you get. But it, it does take work. I mean, think about all of these speakers that we tend to admire. They all have voice coaches and they work at it to become a great speaker. And there's actually a, a hidden benefit to working on your voice because if you work on your voice, your audience will respond to you more positively, you gain more confidence, and because you speak with more confidence and authority, your audience pick up on that, and this gives you more confidence to be a better speaker. So it's very much like a virtuous circle. So if you're prepared to put the work in, then definitely you can really become a great speaker. That's good to know. David, I, I hear of this word up-talk. What is up-talk? Simply put, up-talk is about ending each statement by appearing to ask a question. And this gives the impression that a speaker is not confident in what he or she's saying. And this impression of lost confidence often causes the listener to lose confidence in them as well. So you think about, you know, you're maybe at an interview and you're interviewing a candidate and the candidate is saying things like, I feel like I'm very good in a team and I could be an asset to this company. So what they're doing is they're asking a question to, to me anyway, in terms of up talk. Unfortunately, it's women who seem to get the most criticism of this pattern of up talk. But I want to point out that men do it too. And also, I think it's a, a generational speaking pattern as well. That and another thing that's called vocal fry, but we won't go into that now. So you speak about women being more prone to uptalk. Uh, is your client demographic mostly men or is it equal women? And is your training method different between sexes? That's an interesting question. I I'd most likely say that the more senior level clients that I work with, so the C-suite, they tend to be women. So for example, you know, new, new promotions, managing directors, let's say, for investment banks or partners in law firms. And what they're doing is they're seeking this finessing of the voice and they're wanting a safe space to explore different pitches and tones that sound authentic, but also project leadership. 
So there was some very interesting research that came out of the University of South Australia. So what they did was they compared archival recordings of women from 1945. And they recorded women now between the ages of 18 and 25. And they compared the voice pitches. And they found that the women's pitches now have actually gone down. So there's a lot of interesting research about the way that there's the rise of women to more prominent roles in society and leading them to adopt maybe a deeper tones to project authority in the workplace. But also these are typical issues for men as well. So people who are newly promoted and they're maybe needing to lead teams and having to convey executive presence and gravitas. So it's all about working towards this voice with gravitas. And a voice with gravitas is conveying authority, confidence. There's also a warmth to the voice. It's got energy, but it's also inspiring and engaging. So in answer really to your question from the very beginning, irrespective of gender, this is really what I'm coaching all of my clients towards. Well, I'm going to put my head on the chopping block now. I have a rather clipped voice, I assume because of my Southern African roots. What can you suggest to make my broadcast voice better? <laughs> I think your voice is perfect. It's authentic. It has a deep resonance. It's got a wonderful timbre. I'm not paying you to say that. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that you need to do with your voice, Pete. Right, David, how do potential clients or schools or corporations contact you? How do they find out more? So they can find the work that we do on our website, which is allvoicetalent.com. And it has full listings of everything that we offer. And if people want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, they can just search for David Pope. And I assume you can take clients from anywhere in the world these days. Absolutely. David Pope, we're actually out of time, but a thousand thanks for joining me today on Conversations with Pete Wood. It's been fascinating, and I hope it's inspiring our future statesmen and stateswomen to start listening to and understanding the impact of their voices. Thank you for joining me on Conversations. Well, thank you so much for inviting me, Pete. It's been great speaking to you. Well, that's all for now. But if you enjoyed listening to that podcast, you might also find my book, Mud Between Your Toes, faintly amusing. You can buy the book on Amazon. You can find both series one and two of my podcasts on a plethora of platforms from direct links on my Mud Between Your Toes Facebook page to apps such as Podbean, Apple Music, iTunes Store, Spotify Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, and Google Podcasts. So don't miss out on my next episode. Goodbye.